Hi guys and welcome to the latest episode of the Untitled Gadget podcast. We're on our fifth episode and this is Dhruv, Harish and Akshay, uh, your hosts for the podcast. So now uh, we've got a pre-packed episode this week, but um, I'm guessing a lot of you are working from home or uh, working in self-isolation, whatever works for you and hope I hope none of you are uh, down with the virus. But yeah, this gives you time to catch up on the previous episodes. uh listen to our latest episode and while you're at it please do share our episodes and podcasts uh because that would be fantastic so without further ado let's get into the episode uh so Yo, what do we have first harish why do you look so lost <laughs> i was thinking what would be a fun thing to say but then i realized i'm so exhausted i can't think <laughs> yeah i don't know you've been cleaning up all weekend right yeah i thought getting rid of the maid and the cook would be a fun thing to do because we'll be doing things on our own but turns out there's a lot of stuff to do in managing a house makes you appreciate My. the little things yeah not going to take those things for granted again <laughs> so is that part of your self isolation strategy yeah we're basically deciding that nobody uh, knows how to get tested for these things now so like screw it better be on the safe side so we're not going out any anywhere mm-hmm. And not letting anyone in, not letting anyone in either yeah not letting anyone in either okay you're also working from home uh, starting monday yeah right? i i mean we've been directed to work for from home for the for the next one week at least and then they will decide whether we need to carry this forward on or not uh although precaution as a precautionary measure i've been working from home this past week as well so i mean i just went to office for one day and uh, kind of felt pointless because the office was empty people are legit scared and no one even wants to take that risk anymore now yeah. but the two of you have been working from home for a while haven't exactly. you exactly so harish and i both of us have been working uh, from home for the better part of the decade so later in the episode we're going to be giving you some tips on how to optimize your workflow and to be still as efficient when you're working from home because it's not as easy as uh, most people think it is yeah it's not and it's it's <laughs> funny actually we've been getting a lot of comments we've been writing guides on how to work from home accessories and all that sort of stuff yeah and the kind of comments we were getting is just crazy right because everyone's losing their minds just sitting in their homes because i think everyone is generally used to being in that office environment yeah. Yeah. and this sudden switch right it was all of a sudden one week everyone's like oh it's all nice and normal and now Yeah, you got to be. We'll, we'll talk about <clears throat> what all we need to work from home and stuff like that towards the end of the episode, I guess. So we'll have that for you in a bit. Hold uh, on, but hold on, hold on. Before we get started, we have to talk about the prices that uh, the three of us predicted last exactly. week. Exactly. The Redmi Note 9 Pro, that's our lead story for this <laughs> week and we had a little competition last week. Uh, yeah. as we do every week where Akshay asks us to guess the price of the next phone that's coming up and as as so you think about it, like there's like a couple of new launches literally every week that's kind of crazy as well uh but yeah so that was the note 9 pro so actually do you want to take this okay so the redmi note 9 pro launched last week and uh it launched for uh, 14999 but uh, uh the predictions were actually quite far off from the price um nothing new but this time we were way off 
Uh, Dhruv predicted it, it's going to launch for 15999. Harish uh, said 19999. And I said 16999. None of us were right. <laughs> and, and I it, went too far high with the Realme stuff. So I was like, course correcting. And wait, I went too far low with the Realme. So I was like, fucking hell, this thing will be at least 18,000. And then it turned out to be what? 13,000 now? 12,999? 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, yeah, that's, <sighs> that's crazy. Yeah, so Dhruv was closest to the score. So he's, since he said 15,999, I think that's the lowest uh, thing, yeah. uh, the answer we have on the board. So he wins this week. He gets 10 points. So as of now, uh, Dhruv and I are tied. And Harish is trailing us with 10 points. Next time, I'm just going to ask these PR guys and I'm going to share my winnings with them. Just for this podcast, no? So, while we're on the topic of the Note 9 Pro, uh, I think we've all got our content out this week and we've had some time to really try out the phone. Uh, For me, the phone, I think like it represents a great value for money proposition. It's probably not the best that you can get in the mid-range segment, but it's it's great value. What do you guys think? Uh, I think that's been the Note's uh, strategy all this while. I think they've nailed the pricing again this time. Uh, of course, it's not competing with the Realme 6 or the 6 Pro, but uh, naturally people will assume that. But still, for, the, for what they're charging and what we're getting, is I, I actually like it. I mean, it's not something that I would complain about. But don't you think like that's wrong of us to say like it is in the same price bracket as the Realme 6 at least. So it is competing with the Realme 6 Pro. Yeah, true. But I think uh, Realme 6 Pro is the star of the show from that lineup, I think. Agreed. You but know? it's also much more expensive. Yeah, it's also Harish, a little bit more expensive. what do you think? I think this is all that they could do because I think they've tried everything that they can and nothing has worked for them against Realme. So they're going back to the roots, right? Because that is what basically made the Note line what it is. Um, So now they've put in a bigger battery and sure, most of the hardware seems like it's a bit of a downgrade. But when you look at the value side of things, that actually makes the Redmi Note 9 Pro a pretty decent phone. Sure, it's not as good as the Realme 6 Pro, but finally Xiaomi actually has a phone that they can say, okay, we're actually able to sell something for less than what Realme is offering. So I think that is what they were trying to target with all the decisions they've taken on the spec side of things. And don't you think like Xiaomi is always focused on the power to price uh, ratio and the 720G is a reasonably powerful chipset and... I mean, you get that only on the Realme 6 Pro, which is a lot more expensive. So I think uh, it plays pretty well into Xiaomi's uh, messaging for the Note series as well. Yeah, it absolutely does that. And I think that is the whole strategy with what they were trying to achieve here. Um, sure, in a, in a few ways, I don't like the some of the decisions they've taken, particularly around the screen. I feel that they should have added a 90Hz panel. Mm-hmm. But then in doing so, they wouldn't have maintained any sort of advantage over Realme in terms of pricing. And I think, number one, they wanted to achieve some sort of win on a pricing front. So I think that is what motivated them to take some of these decisions. I think uh, the one thing I like about the phone was the side-mounted fingerprint scanner. I think uh, Dhruv was also mentioning uh, previously that uh, he was also a big fan of that. Uh, I think 
uh, it just proves that you don't need to go for an in-display fingerprint scanner that is slower and just go back to the roots of how fingerprint scanners were first introduced in smartphones. Just It's just on a different location and it's actually faster, convenient. Your thumb naturally sits there. I think this was on the, in the case of Poco X2 as well. So I really like that uh, about this phone especially because uh, previously it was all about being at the back and sometimes it killed the overall look mm-hmm. of the phone. You know, I'd love to talk to a left-handed person to get their perspective on it. If it actually, actually makes a difference. My mom's left-handed. I think I should ask her to use it for a day. Yeah, that would be a good yeah. social experiment of sorts. <laughs> Although, I use my phone on my left hand. And uh, the lock screen, I think the lock screen mm. button is on the right-hand side of the phone. So, I, I think I won't be using my thumb, but my index finger maybe. Mm. But, yeah, it's a little more comfortable. But I guess it's, it's still reachable though. Right. Yeah, I don't like the size. Um, sure, I like the fact that there's a side mounting button and that's fine. It's actually a smart move because it allows them to save costs and all that. But I do not like how big this phone is. I'm coming from a regular Galaxy S20. And next to that, this thing looks like a fucking giant, right? This is just <laughs> as big as a Galaxy S20 Ultra. And it's huge. It's insanely big. The Even phone the should not be this big. It's, it's 6.97 inches, right? The display? Six seven. Six, six seven. seven uh, and that's the weight big. is like almost touching 210 grams. Yeah. That's a heavy phone. It's, it's a heavy phone. Yeah, it's heavy and big and unwieldy. And that's the same thing. Why... It's the same thing as the Poco X2, <laughs> but this time I didn't wear it in the shorts and went to the uh, the kitchen to grab water. I held it in my hand this time. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of don't like the volume buttons as well. They're way too far up, too hard to reach. Yeah. You're always yeah. shuffling your phone around to get to it. Yeah. yeah, imagine taking a screenshot for that thing. That's, that's going to be a, a pain in the ass. No, I get that screens these days are getting larger because it's everyone's primary source of viewing content and all that. But there should be some trade-off between usability and just convenience. I think or... I think ergonomics is something that people don't take into consideration anymore. And, uh, you know, just because phones are getting bigger doesn't necessarily mean ergonomically it should... Uh, you know mm. not be up there with everything else yeah. that's out there i mean you have bigger phones you have the note 10 but ergonomically they feel right uh, and the bu- button placements also feel right so i think just pay attention i think this phone was a little bit rushed as well nobody expected the note 9 or note 9 pro series or whatever the hell you want to call it to launch so soon i think the note 8 pro just launched like in september september oh, october october, I think, october yeah. right yeah Judging by how fast phones are launching, wow, what's going on with my mouth? I think we'll see the Note 12 Pro like by the six end or of the year. Months. It's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, I think it also like uh, if you come out with phones with the same brand name too often, it just uh, uh, waters down the phone's uh, yeah. image as well, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. Like it's everyone's going to be like, oh, it's going to launch in six months again, and that's something that. Uh, OnePlus had to deal with as well. But in the case of OnePlus, at least we're getting a premium phone here. It's a budget phone. So basically, whenever a new phone comes out, whatever money you've spent, 12,000 bucks is not a lot of money. And six months later, it's worth less. Hey, we lasted 10 minutes without mentioning OnePlus. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> see, OnePlus the guys, OnePlus if you're listening, that... we got yeah. a OnePlus mention in. <laughs> yeah. But OnePlus is in an entirely different league. I mean, I used the 5T a cousin of mine had and it's still going fast in 2020. There's no issues with the phone. But I can't say the same for a Redmi Note 5 Pro or the Redmi Note 6 Pro for that matter. Mm-hmm. So on a whim, I tried out a OnePlus 3T uh, a couple of days back and it's still not bad to yeah, be honest. Still, still better than... It works quite alright. Fun touch phones and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so while we're still on the topic of the Redmi Note 9 Pro... 
what the fuck is going on with the Redmi Note 9 Pro Max? I have no idea. What I didn't know it existed. The, I saw the branding and I'm like, why? I mean, after all they've been through in terms of this whole copycat nonsense, why would anybody sign off on this branding? It just does not make them make sense. I think it's almost as if they're trying to parody themselves now. Yeah, it's just not a good look for the brand. No, it it definitely isn't. I mean, they could have gone with Ultra. They could have called it Ultra. They could have called it anything. They could have called it an entirely different phone. Yeah, they could have called it 9S or whatever the hell, 9X, whatever also, the hell they want to do it. Like, would you guys recommend anybody to really step up to the max? Like, no, no, no. There's no need. The I phone mean, is already too big. I mean, you don't need a bigger going phone. Going by, like, we've we've had a lot of experience with Xiaomi products. Um, I mean, you can up the megapixels, but the imaging is going to be not that different. No. Uh, I think the only draw for me on that is the faster charging, but that too is something I can live without. 18 watts isn't terrible. No, 18 watts is good enough to charge your phone. I mean, of course, if you're spoiled by uh, Vivo, Oppo, and not OnePlus. <laughs> then may you know you, you it's it's still something that you can live with but I also mean, think about it right like that 5000 mAh battery yeah. with that processor combo lasts forever yeah yeah and this is what wait this is what no one understands about fast charging right it doesn't matter if it's 18 or 33 from 0 to 50 it's going to be relatively the same so yeah. this one 18 watt may take probably 30 35 minutes and 33 may do it in 25 there's not going to be much of a differential you'll only see a vast difference going from 60 to 80 and 80 to 100 and at that point you're better off plugging in overnight and it doesn't matter if you're using yeah. that so it doesn't make sense to get something with a 30 watt charger just because it's fast charging yeah. right i mean you may use it for emergency services not emergency services emergency situation emergency situations where you have to really leave your house in like 15 20 minutes so yeah i mean i guess uh, you can use it for that yeah all yeah, right but you don't need to i mean you're using a yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened <laughs> oh But you don't need to because you're using a huge battery anyway, right? Yeah, true. That's true. I mean, how many? I mean, it's a power bank emergency situation. It's a power bank with a phone attached to it. Yeah, basically that. But <laughs> on that subject, right? Do we recommend this over the Realme Six Pro? No. Uh, only if you want to save money. Yeah. How much of a saving is it? Uh, for 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 people who buy the Note series, it's a lot. I would potentially recommend it over the uh, Realme Six, but not the Six Pro. Yeah, I'm the same. But way. also, the Six Pro is in a different price league as well. It's almost what sixty dollars more expensive, four thousand, five thousand rupees. That's a significant amount. Yeah, but you're getting a better phone. But then, if you go down that road, okay. Dude, like it's thirty percent more expensive. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, for somebody who's buying a twelve thousand rupee phone, he's probably not going to step up to a sixteen, seventeen thousand rupee phone. Right? So, I think that matters. Price, pricing is price, pricing is king in India. That's what we've learned over time. Yeah, but it's good to see Xiaomi finally has very solid competition. Yeah, but. they're able to get there by bringing down the ram to 4 gb and storage is what 64 now well it was 64 before but yeah they they had to make a lot of changes that's true because i think they started out with a price in mind mm-hmm. and then all the other decisions revolved around that to yeah, make yeah. it come down to that price point the hardware yeah 
Honestly, I'm, I mean, I know we're kind of running over time on the Red Mini, on the Red Mini, but uh, I think it's, uh, why are they changing the design every single time? Like the design, entire design philosophy, the language, it's still like aura, whatever. Hey, they're trying to find some balance, man. <laughs> balance of what? No, that's what it's called, aura balance. Aura balance. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind that there are no more gradients, but then like, it's not consistent in any sense. Wait, I mind that there are no, there are no gradients. I love the gradients on the Note 10. I, I, I was all for that, that. shit. <laughs> no, the Galaxy can, Note 10. So we can, oh, we can see sound. your face light up when you talk about that design. Like a gradient. Yeah, I love those gradients, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's something that even, I'm not some particularly like them or hate them, but it's something that I could, uh, if I had, to, if it came down to my personal choice, I would not get it because it's not everyone's taste and sometimes it's too flashy. But then again, you're going to put a cover on it. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And for those folks that don't want gradients, there's always boring colors anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, So it's time to move on to our next topic. And uh, this is your weekly coronavirus update. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually doing the daily coronavirus things for AC. And yeah. it has been scary. So I'm sitting around and reading everything that's been going on for at least an hour or two every day. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it feels like we are getting to that fallout stage where everything is just in bunkers now. It's it just is messed scary. up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at everything that was shut down. Formula One was shut down. And when you n- need to know just how shit the situation has gotten, you need to look to Formula One because that... Sport never shuts down for anything. Even NBA for that matter. No, drivers have died on a Saturday (laughs) or anything and they would have raced on a Sunday. Okay, let's let's do it like this. Alright, so the total number of cases have crossed 1,56,400 and they're rising. Uh, Italy's crossed more than 21,000 cases and Europe is in lockdown. Uh, Harish, all the sports events that have gotten cancelled. Everything. NCAA, March Madness is gone. NBA, gone. Because that guy was being an absolute idiot and he licked all the mics. Yeah. And then a day later, he was tested positive. Serie A uh, is cancelled. Premier League, they're thinking about it. Spanish No, League. Premier League has been shut down for a month. Yeah. Uh, so they'll evaluate later. River- Liverpool cannot get a break, right? Yeah. I mean, it was the perfect <laughs> run, man. Come on. Yeah. As you can see, Formula I'm 1 is done for at least until May. Uh, <coughs> until our league is also suspended? Yeah. NFL is done, MLB is done, everything. And and you look at American IPL sports, is, IPL, right? IPL has been moved as well. I mean, yeah, I mean a, look at these sports. Cricket, these, these franchises make like billions of dollars. And when you mm-hmm. look at them taking the call to just suspend these leagues, you understand just how big the situation has gotten. True. In my field, let's say the gaming sector. Yeah, Akshay, so on to you. All the gaming (laughs) events cancelled. Okay, then the GDC, Game Developer Conference, was the first one. Then E3, then Gamescom, PAX East. I think these are the ones that I can come uh, think about from top of my head. E3? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. E3 I mentioned. So I think E3 being the biggest one and the second biggest one being Gamescom. I mean, a week after they release tickets, they cancel the event. Uh, and I mean, Gamescom happens in August and they're still not uh, taking a risk. E3 was probably where we were expected to see some mm-hmm. more details about the Series X, maybe PlayStation as well, I don't know, around the same time, but everything is cancelled and now everyone's moving to digital events. Uh, GDC was also going to be a big event so that we would get to know how games are made in you know to, for, for the next generation and 
onwards that w- that got canned and uh, PAX East was rumored to be where Sony may talk about the PlayStation 5 so I was looking forward to that and I was heartbroken when I got to know it got canned so I guess everything got canned I yeah, like meanwhile. how the general theme at all of these events was oh this was where Sony was probably yeah. going to talk about the PlayStation <laughs> it's like as if Sony is perpetual it's an interesting fact though like since, since everything uh, has been uh, shut down all over the world Steam had the highest number of players recorded playing at ever playing yeah plague no 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 it doesn't matter which game the highest number of people using steam like everyone's home playing games i think it was 2 yeah. 3 3 million maybe more i don't know i don't remember the number on top of it but it broke the record of number of players online on steam i mean it's all anecdotal but like didn't you have a lot of trouble downloading stuff from steam harish yeah it's probably because of that all week i usually download at like 80 mbps on steam like constantly it's one of the best services for downloading st- games well i mean it is but anyway all week it has been running at like 5 mbps or something and i'm like what the hell is going on because they have a server in hyderabad yeah so dsm's been really Steam. slow for me as well oh, so i mean cs go had 1 million concurrent players for the first time ever ever uh-huh. that's bonkers and, tw- and 20 million sense. people were online on steam yesterday yeah at the same time concurrent 20 million wow. that's a lot man i mean i've never seen it that on steam lot. ever in my life so in other events uh apple's wwdc is cancelled uh moving to an online only format yeah. so let's see how that goes it actually might open it up to a lot more developers who haven't really been able to get in uh, google io is cancelled and um, i'm sure a whole bunch of smaller conferences too but these are the two big ones that like most people are really looking for wc that's where it all started baby yeah. oh yeah everything else is also done microsoft was hosting its build now yeah. that's moved online because they are going to host it in seattle and seattle is in lockdown yeah. and microsoft also had three days right huh i think it's in three days right no that was in june okay so yeah. microsoft is doing another online event in three days oh for uh, the xbox for the xbox yeah Okay, that was yeah, supposed to be an offline yeah that's soon and they also had their mvp summit and adobe had their summit and google had its cloud next thing and that was a big deal this year because they had to talk about some crazy cloud thing that they're doing but that's a good point right now that it's going digital google is actually making it available for everyone to attend uh, so that's making it more accessible but we'll have to see how it plays out yeah that's true Uh cool. So that's your weekly coronavirus update. We'll have more for you next week if we're all we still have, around. We haven't talked about the Indian events. Realme got cancelled. It was online. Xiaomi yeah, was that, online. That goes only. without saying. So it's come here yeah. as well though. I mean listen, yeah. you're talking about global. It's, it's yeah. happening in our country as well. Well, if hey, you is, listen to the government, it isn't. Is HMD still holding its London <coughs> event? Hosting its uh, London event? I don't no. think they've cancelled yet, have they? Did it? They switched to digital, right? Didn't they? I know they have something going offline in Berlin later this week. Well, shit. Well, <laughs> they've still got a couple. Of <laughs> He's years. like, well, shit. <laughs> Something's gonna go down. So, uh, Akshay, let's yeah. move on from coronavirus, something to uh, to something a little more upbeat, um, and that's the latest. Uh, game <laughs> which is call of duty warzone uh, i i'm sorry i'm not a big fan of uh, whatever the fuck you call yeah battle royale games well that's what you call them so yeah um, i mean uh, i mean i i spoke about it a few weeks ago that it's going to launch soon they were quite secretive about it but it finally dropped as a free update for 
Modern Warfare players, existing Modern Warfare players, and as a f- separate free download for people uh, who want to play on uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. So it's a completely free game, a new battle royale mode for uh, people to play. And uh, on the very first day, it hit five million players, and as of now, it's fifteen million players as of yesterday in total. That's breaking Apex Legends' uh, numbers. That's breaking PUBG's numbers. That's breaking every battle royale game's uh, record, basically. Wait, but what it, I want to know is why is it eighty four GB? Uh, <laughs> fuck, I have no idea why it's eighty four GB, but uh, it's such a pain. I, <laughs> these guys are not optimizing their games, man. Whenever I'm playing the game on my PS4 Pro, it it sounds like as if it's gonna take off the runway right now and probably blow up in the process. Yeah, yeah maybe it's, it's, it's EA. Oh. It's in the game. <laughs> I have no idea, man. I mean, it, it's, it's it, I mean, if you want to know that this generation of gaming is coming to an end, play a Call of Duty Modern Warfare game on your console, and you know. Fuck, man! It's like eighty. Uh, is that eighty-eight on the PC? Yeah, eighty-five something. Wow. So it's like something for me. It was one hundred twenty GB, by the way, because it downloaded the base game for me as well. So you have to download the base game and then the update. I'm assuming this downloaded the base game because just for a battle royale thing, if they're having 88 GB, I don't know what the fuck is in it. Uh, it's quite detailed though. I mean, it uh, still doesn't justify 88 GB, but yeah, it's better than whatever battle royale play- game I've played. They multiple like the like fucking city. There's a, a there's a city in the game. Each building has multiple levels, and it's quite detailed with fucking office chairs and shit. You know, with hidden items and stuff. It's quite detailed. Graphics look good. Plays smooth now. But 88 GB still sound, and there's gonna be another update. It's gonna be probably 15 to 20 GB, by the way. That's for sure. Of course. Well, that sorts uh, it out for me. I don't have that kind of space on my PlayStation, <laughs> so I'm not downloading this game. You have, uh, the, you have a 250 GB, 250 GB model. Uh, 500. GB. 500 GB. Okay. And I have enough single-player games to go on for a while. Uh, on that note, I finally got to Yakuza, and it is bloody fantastic. Thank I told you for you. the recommendation. Harish, uh, that's a game you need to play next. Yakuza. Oh, dude, I have a backlog, but I finally started pl- playing one game. I I'm, I played a few hours of Control yesterday, and it was amazing. Oh, games have gotten really good in the last three years. Yeah, I finally yeah, finished, the, finished the and, and And at the same time, very bad as well. So it's like a... <laughs> it's I play like some of the bad curve. games later on. For now, I have enough good games to play. This was... This was scary. Yeah, I got could, to a point where it was scary. Everyone's floating on the floating off the ground, and I'm like, okay, I don't need to play this at twelve in the night. I'll do it later. <laughs> when I when I got the game for the review, I felt the same way. What the what the fuck is happening? This is a little bit creepy, but as you progress uh, and you learn the mechanics of the game, it gets better, and the story is incredible. It's a it's a very very weird, yet enjoyable game. It's yeah. by Remedy. Like they have. Interesting storylines, to say the least. Yeah, but you need to be in the mood to play this game. That's you can't true. be playing this game just like you know, like how you can you're playing uh, Yakuza Zero. That game you can just pick up and play anytime because yeah. it's hilarious. It's it's fun because of the you know, the fighting mechanics mm-hmm. and the story is good. You have a city that you can roam around and just check out uh, strip clubs and shit and whatnot. <laughs> but in this game, you have to be in the mood, in the right state of mind to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a nice tip for you though, like uh, which is something that I do when I'm playing Doom. Uh, Doom or um, Alien uh, Isolation. Alien Isolation. Isolation is great. Those two games freak me out. I I don't like jump scares. So what I do while playing those games is that I have like nice synthwave music running in the background. (laughs) I just turn down the volume of the game. He's going for the original Alien's vibe. 
Uh, and that doesn't scare me anymore. Isolation, it's probably not the right way to play though. <laughs> but isolation is so much fun. Uh, I mean, I genuinely feel scared playing that game. I mean, sure, yeah. you know, people complain about jump scares, but you have to avoid that alien uh, very strategically. And if you don't do that, your heart will pound. And yeah, that's man, what I love. And the a game the movie it, freaked me out as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. It imagine. was supposed to, but it did. But if a I, game can evoke those kind of feelings, <laughs> I'm down, man. I mean, sure, I may not finish it, but I still want to experience it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I like control. It feels like Fringe turned into a game, basically. Oh, I'm also going to test out a game this week, which I can't talk about, but I can talk about next week, and we'll discuss. Embargo, seventeenth March. I think so. Yeah. So take your guesses. Uh, while we're still on the topic of yeah. Call of Duty, how does it compare to other battle royals, and do you think it's going to draw in the mobile battle royale audience? Uh, that's a tough question to answer. uh maybe not so soon but in in my opinion the game is actually really good because it it's quite smooth the mechanics are great the aiming and shooting is uh very very refined i mean if you play pubg on pc and uh, on console i don't like it's quite clunky the aim i mean there've been times when i'm sniping i'm aiming at the guy's head he's not he's not even far away but the bullet goes through his head you don't have that uh stuff in 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 warzone and apart from that the game has these new uh, great uh, uh, new mechanics for example if your partner dies mm-hmm. he has a another opportunity to come back into the game you're sent to a gulag a prison where you go one on one against another player <laughs> with a with a handgun or a shotgun and if you kill him you get redeployed Holy if you crap. yeah that's that's y- you pretty get, cool <laughs> but that's not that's not the end of it even if you lose that battle right your this existing teammates the one or two guys who are left in the match uh they have a money system in the game so if you manage to collect for $4500 they can redeploy you from a buy point as well <laughs> so you can come back again and you can redeploy as many times as long as you have the money That's and you're near a buy point it's too intense man it's not intense at all actually it's it's like for example today before drift game i was playing around i died quite early i di- uh, i didn't i didn't i actually won won the battle in the gulag but then you respawn with nothing you have just a handgun i landed I got killed again. So once you die again, then you don't go back to the prison. And then my friends revived me. I came back. I landed somewhere else, looted, and we actually won the game in towards the end because you know they deployed me and they had a third player to communicate with. So I think it's 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 a good way to just uh, be involved in the game, even if you're not playing, because there's a good chance you'll be you will come back and then you can help your team to win. Do you think they mm. managed to successfully bring in the combat and the shooting mechanics from the? full-fledged com- uh, Call of Duty games to this? It's the, it, it plays exactly the same way the other multiplayer stuff works. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same uh, mechanics. It's There's nothing different. There's uh, ma- The only difference is that your enemies will have armor. Mm-hmm. So the time to kill is a little higher. You know, of course, because in the multiplayer, people die in two shots. Uh, in, in Battle Royale, because of the armor, they tend to st- stay alive longer. So you have to be a little more precise with your shots. And that's about it. uh and time to kill is higher and uh, i i i use the fmj perk on my phone which basically pierces armor so you need it's good to use that okay. and i think uh, and this is everything is the same but yeah i mean if enemies are near you and they're shooting around they will come up on your mini map you can see where they are okay so in uh, other other battle royale games you don't know where everyone mm-hmm. is in this game if they're shooting and the gun does not have a silencer you they, you can spot them on the mini map right Yay, so games fun wow So the I way that I look at it, it uh, I mean Call of Duty is already one of the biggest multiplayer franchises and it is, is the biggest. 
So this is just a great way to bring in more players. I think that's the reason why it hit 15 million players because of the brand recall value it already has. Every Call of Duty comes out every year. It's a very old multiplayer game, and a free battle royale mode is just a way to get as many players mm-hmm. as they can, and they'll make money off microtransactions. I feel my I mean Fortnite has made billions for bringing a free game. I think that's uh, I think it was quite uh, um, obvious that they would go the free. Uh, free-to-play game uh, route so yeah i mean a lot of call of duty mobile players if they want a full gaming experience and if they want to move uh, to a console or a pc game they will feel at home but they will have to adjust a bit because mobile everything is assisted your aim is assisted there's no bullet drop there's no recoil so you will have to get used to that you'll have to learn your guns but that's the only barrier you will face if you're moving from mobile to a console i think harish is like Falling asleep talking about games, aren't you? Okay, fine, Harish. It's a lot let's, of let's detail on a game, man. Yeah, man. You... I mean, it's been two or three days, and you, I mean, give out as much information as you can. In fact, I've done a story about tips and tricks. Go read that on mezxp.com. You'll find it there. Yeah, we'll drop in a. Okay, can we drop in a link? We we might be able to drop in a link into the podcast description for that. <laughs> we we should do a Brooklyn Nine Nine and actually read out the entire URL. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll get a tiny URL for next Nezisky. time. com slash technology slash games and you'll see it there. Fremulon. <laughs> Come on. Nobody did the not a doctor. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn it. I'm too exhausted. <laughs> I can see your eyes roll back. Yeah. Okay. What are we talking so, about? Arisht, like, you need coffee uh, in your life. Are you man. more of a single player or a multiplayer gaming guy? I'm more of a no player. at the moment Uh, at the moment yeah but yeah I like multiplayer I play a lot of overcooked man so I don't (laughs) that's not multiplayer man local multiplayer uh, multiplayer meaning competitive multiplayer oh that nah I don't do any of that that's too intense these days I was trying out something I was I think I was trying out the first battlefront yeah I realized I paid for origins access whatever nonsense subscription service I'll download a few games uh yeah, that was too intense. So, I, I do play some PUBG though. So, I like playing PUBG. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of balanced. Cool. Alright, so, on to our next topic and uh, probably the most important one. Is it the most, I know, might be the most important one. Uh, relevant for a lot of people. How do you effectively work from home? Um, who wants to start first? Harish, go. Sure. Uh, get a lot of alcohol and be drunk most of the day. <laughs> Basically, do not follow that advice. Ever. Ever in your life. Have coffee, not not alcohol. Drink I don't drink water. any coffee, so alcohol is the way to go, man. No, drink water. If you don't you drink coffee, if you don't drink alcohol, drink smoothies. Fine, fine. I'll actually give advice. Uh, hydrated is one thing. Um, I think the issue most folks have is that there's no delineation between that work and home life. So I have an office where I just get, I mean, I get to it in the morning and I sit and I work for a chunk of time. And then I know that after that time, I'm just not going to sit and look at Slack or do any work related stuff after. So there needs to be that demarcation between work and home. Um, I think that's the number one thing because otherwise you're going to sit in bed and it'll be 12 in the night and you'll be looking at an email or working on a PowerPoint or something like that. So you have to set hard limits on what you consider to be work work time because without any boundary, you'll end up either not doing any work or doing just being at your desk and sitting and working like 20 hours a day. 
I think what Harish is trying to say is that you need to have uh, self-discipline. If you don't have self-discipline and self-control, uh, it's not going to work out uh, as you expect it to because <clears throat> you will be tempted to be lazy. You will be tempted to watch your favorite TV show. You will be tempted to just browse the internet on your phone. <clears throat> Sorry. So if you don't have that discipline, you can't balance that out. If you don't shut out those um, distractions like you do in your office, you will get no work done. Similarly, if you're working all the time, you need these distractions as well. Sometimes I would suggest music instead of like something to watch because it will also relax you in the process. I think uh, if you have these basics sorted out, you'll be able to handle it. Yeah, and that's that's basically the gist of it, right? Like just because, I mean, your location has changed, but you need to still define those work hours and a space where you're just working. Working from home doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to put in half an hour now, go watch a TV show, come back, finish off a little bit more and then get to it. Now nah, you take a lunch break for like whatever, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever you want. Uh, but then, you know, finish off your work and then take as much time off as whatever you want to do for to do whatever you want to do. But you really cannot be, you know, playing on your switch while working or whatever. It doesn't, yeah. you just won't be productive. Uh, your work will never get over and then uh, before you, you know it your work from home will essentially take over your life because I've had that happen to me uh, where I'd be working 20 hours a day yeah. but it's not as if I was doing much more than I would be if I was working 8 hours a day or 10 hours a day uh, it's just you know you should not be procrastinating set your boundaries so that you get your work done and then you're free to do whatever you want the way I yeah, do this is Wait, this is the main thing, right? Setting boundaries and all because I have the self-control of a drugged up monkey. I cannot just focus on one thing. But I know, we've time... experienced that. The way you get distracted is just like, you know, like, have yeah, you seen it, that movie Up? When you say squirrel and the dogs just look away? It's just absolutely insane. But That's over you. time, I've set hard schedules where from a set point of time, I just don't do anything but sit and write. So nowadays it's 7 to 10, 7, I get up at 6 something in the morning and from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. all I do is sit and write. I don't do anything. I don't have my phone with me. I don't look at anything online. I just have my uh, Word document going and then I just sit and write whatever I need to for that day. So you need to have that sort of a hard schedule where you're not going to get, I mean, uh, I think about getting distracted and just follow that or try to follow that in the beginning. Yeah, and find a time that works well for you. Like say, hurry for Harish, it works at seven, seven o'clock in the morning. I cannot for the life of me uh, be productive at seven o'clock. But for me, like um, at night, like 11, 11.30 onwards, all the way up to like four in the morning works really well. Uh, but yeah, like you define your work hours and you get your work done then. And as long as your work gets done, Nobody really cares. I think uh, I work in a similar fashion as uh, Harish. I set myself a deadline. That's usually 4 p.m. I start at 8 a.m. And uh, in the middle, there's lunch and bathroom breaks, smoke breaks, whatever the hell you want to talk about or you think you can do, you do in your office. So I start by 8 a.m. But no matter what happens, I have to finish my work by 4 a.m. Uh, 4 p.m. Because uh, that's the schedule I like to follow. If uh, If something... If I'm running late, that means I've, I've fucked up somewhere. So I have to make sure that I time everything that I do. That's just me. You don't have to do that. But set a deadline. Like, 
okay, 5 p.m. is the time I need to yeah. log off from work. Then make sure you do finish everything by 5 p.m. and not procrastinate or by 4.30. Like, oh, I have this something left. I forgot to do it. And then you just end up working through the evening. So having a deadline, just like how you had in college for your term papers in school, set a deadline every day for yourself at home. Otherwise, you will not notice a time go by. I've had that happen to me many times and will happen to you as well. Yeah, and working from home isn't just about uh, working. Also, you yeah. know, it's a great time to focus on yourself. Yeah. Um, don't eat crap. Eat healthy. You're not getting as much movement around. Drink water. Uh do take a shower every day just because you're working from home does not mean that yeah. you give up on personal hygiene. Uh, yeah, so there's there's a lot of factors. And, it's and some, You're saving a lot of time on commuting. So, you yeah. know, take out more time for yourself. Something I personally like to do, and I think you can see it right now also in my room, Dhruv, is having sunlight in my room. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, you, I don't know how you guys work. I know Dhruv does not like it. But I like to have some natural light in the room. It just brings up the mood. If you're going to just work in a dark and dingy room, uh, then some, I mean, some people prefer it because that's the way they have been all their lives. But for some people who are used to going out and are confined to a space, just drop the curtains, man, and have natural light coming into the room. It will really help your mood. No, I'm like a goblin. I, I, <laughs> I stuck it back you're making that fa- You're making that face as well. Yeah, no, no natural light. I'm okay, I, I'm going to ask the two of you though, although we do, the two of you work from home full time and me, I would say three days out of five day work week, there are things that you need at home, uh, like specifically gadgets or not even gadgets, but tools that you need to work from home that will mm-hmm. help you work efficiently at home. Uh, yes. Just, you know, like you, uh, you might think that, oh, I just have my laptop and that's more than enough. No, there are things that you will, exp- are in unexpected things you will experience at home. Like power, like power cuts or whatever, whatnot. Mm. So I think let's just list down a few things that uh, uh, you will need at home that are essential for working from home. I would say, and I've personally experienced not so often, but I, I, I would say a power bank, because in living in India, you will face power shortages, sometime or the other. And if you want to keep your phone charged or your laptop charged, some power bank can do that, or just. You know, charge your accessories at home. I would say have a power bank ready at home. That's for, that's something that you never know might, when it might come handy. Yeah, I have a huge list of gear. So basically, when you're working from home, you have to... Home. Wow. My mouth. You have to make sure that everything is as ergonomic as possible. Um, so number one thing you should focus on is your chair. Because you'll be sitting on it for over 8 to 10 hours a day. So get something that's comfortable but not too hard or too soft you need something with good lumbar thingies Um, basically try out a lot of chairs there are lots of great options in india and you can find something under six thousand or any budget that's not going to be an issue Um, so focus on finding a good chair first and if you are able to get like an office setup make sure you have like a decent monitor and have like a keyboard so that it makes it easier so you so you're not sitting and working on like a tiny screen on a 13 or 15 inch screen whatever you do just don't use a dining chair it's more harmful for you than you think yeah don't do that yeah uh, uh, that's one thing i learned the hard way it doesn't have good back support so just make sure you don't do that i'm sitting on it right now and i'm feeling very comfortable <laughs> comfortable yeah so in my case uh, and i i understand this might not be feasible for everyone um uh, but if you if you anticipate working from home for a longer duration, 
uh, get some sort of power backup in place. Um, working from home is no excuse mm-hmm. for not being professional. Um, you have a solid internet line. If feasible, if you can wing it, get a backup internet line uh, because at this point, your internet line is essentially yeah. your office space. It's a utility now. It's not a luxury anymore. Exactly. Invest in that. Invest in your tools. A good keyboard, like Harish said, a good mouse. A good you router. want to be comfortable while working. You want to be efficient while working. You don't want to be wasting your time on basics uh, so that you can actually optimize your time and get your work done. Um, in case you know your work requires you to be on a lot of calls, um, invest in a decent um, headphone. headphone or headset, something that's <clears throat> comfortable, something that works reliably. Uh, it's okay to spend a little more to get something that's going to last you longer and that's going to just work out better for you. Don't uh, cut corners on the essentials. Yeah, this is absolutely essential. Unlike phones, these things last forever. I'm using a Logitech C922 and I don't know when I got it, but I know that this is what this is what I'll use for like years and years, right? So home office stuff is generally meant to last. So any accessory that you end up picking up, it will essentially pay for itself in the long run. Uh, if you have the chance to do video calls with your colleagues, do it. We're doing it right now because it just gives a more human touch to your conversations. If you're just going to do a phone call, sure. Uh, but uh, they're still your teammates at the end of the day. And if you're doing uh, a video call, like Harish is putting something up his nose, you can have these kind of moments as well. But uh, just doing a video call, yeah, it might seem a little uh, weird at at once at first, but you will have that human uh, touch to your uh, meetings, virtual meetings. Which yeah, I mean, uh, taking Harish's phrase, like, I'm a bit of a goblin like that. I don't really care about social interaction to <laughs> a very large degree. Uh, so that's your personal preference. Yeah, so that works for me. But for a lot of people, uh, that's exactly what I'm coming to. Yeah. A lot of people who are working in an office environment, for them, the social aspect of it is equally important. So yeah, don't cut off, be in touch, do phone calls, do video calls. Get your office going virtually and yeah, you can make this happen. And subscribe to a music service because you will need that to relax at times. That's for sure. Yeah, this is actually a good point because I didn't realize how much I relied on Chromecast audio devices all over my house. So I have seven Chromecast audio things connected to different speakers and I stream music on them basically in the background just as... uh, I don't know, just running in the background so that I'm focused and centered. I made noise. Kind yeah, of. I mean, music works really well. Uh, I've heard that folks also like to have something running in the background, like a video or something, so that they can focus better. I, but for me, I, ambient music works. I have a confession to make. That's me. I need a video running in the background. I'm not looking at it. I'm not listening to it, but I need it running in the background. But why That's do me. you need a video then? No, no, so I used uh, to do that. So that, that it doesn't get too quiet and I fall asleep while working. Yeah, you can do the same with audio though, right? Yeah, but with audio, if I start enjoying the music too much, then I, uh, music distracts me. Actually. Oh, okay. That's so you need like me. a show running in the background. Yeah, just something, some, just like some people have white, white noise for me. Not even a show, just YouTube stuff, man. Just people being... So instead people. of YouTube, so I am that person as well on days. Like most days I've got music running 17 hours a day or 18 hours a day or whatever. Uh, but there are days when I just want to listen, just some you know people talking mm-hmm. in the background yeah. 
So it's either TV shows, but sometimes I get too invested into it. So it's usually uh, a news channel. I've Joe found... Rogan for me. Huh? Joe Rogan for me. Right. So I've got Al Jazeera or BBC running on in the background um, or Harish sticking up a microphone up his nose in the background. And that's that's great social interaction. Why, why are you doing that? I don't know. This is a doohickey that I got with a headset and it's really bendable and stuff and I'm ruining it, but it feels really nice and soft. Yeah, so don't work with people like Harish. Uh, they will uh, distract you with, uh, with jokes with the, that have uh, sexual innuendos. <laughs> what other kind of jokes are there, man? <laughs> right. So that's that's it for uh, our tips for working from home. Uh, Akshay, yeah. do we have uh, a quiz this week? No. Uh, because of the coronavirus, I don't think anything is launching next week. Wow, that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so what we're going to do instead is just... Uh, Focus on our work and see if uh, we can uh, come with prices for something that's coming in the near future. I don't know what we can what we can do right now is predict what's launching next. Uh, I don't think anything is coming next week, but the week after that is the P40 series. So we can predict stuff for that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a failure. That's my prediction. Yeah. What? Why? No, it's going to do really well. Yeah, so let's Why? talk about this. Why do you think Huawei's P40 is going to do well? Well, for one thing, I think they've finally figured out a workaround to GMS, Google Mobile Services. They have all the hooks in. Uh, it's called Huawei Mobile Services. Yay, very original. Uh, but everything works. All the notification services that used to rely on Google now are di- directed, I mean, diverted through Huawei and it seems to be working. What about the Play Store? It, there's no Play Store, but it looks like Huawei's own App Store actually has most of the content that you need. And oh, for things that you don't, you need to sideload. It's not an elegant solution by any means, but it looks like it's actually going to be a workable phone. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, you can sideload the apps, but what about apps that, uh, I mean, the premium apps which use Google's uh, in- integrated sign-up process for unlocking Pro Mode? Uh, that's not going to work. No, that's not going to work. Like I said, it's not an elegant system, but at least you'll have a phone that works. And yeah, that wasn't the case job. with the Mate 30. It's a hack job. But then what do you think is working towards it, in favor for the phone? I think the cameras. I think they're going to do something truly incredible with it. And I think that is why you should care primarily because that was the case with the p30 as well right it was a good phone but the camera basically sold it for everyone you know that's an interesting point you bring up and we've discussed this earlier as well in some of our private chats i'm really coming to a point where i'd rather just buy a a mirrorless or you know something like a fuji camera and wing it with a mid-range phone which i i mean which is good enough for everyday things you're spending fourteen hundred dollars or twelve hundred dollars for a phone just for the camera and the camera obviously still does not compare to a dedicated camera yeah but i think everyone wants that flexibility of just having one device to take because it's not feasible for them to have like another camera as well with them at all times so i think mm-hmm. it's what that's what it comes down to i know yeah, that i'll it- be honest here like i really don't care much about huawei's image processing but if you if you think about huawei's camera being the only selling point then the pixel 3 xl 3 should have also sold well in, in india but it didn't I yeah but then it, but then the pixel 3 was like crazy costly was it not it was costlier the than p, huawei p, p40 is going to be, be crazy expensive too 
It is, but then you also get a good phone that isn't just the camera, right? The rest of the hardware is still going to be as good. And that was mm. not the case with Pixel, right? Pixel was always a trade-off, but the camera was the only good thing mm, about it. Yeah. With Huawei, that but is the, not the it, case. But it comes with the additional stigma of not having Google services, not all of them at least. And yeah. that stigma is something that people are going to hinder from uh, purchasing that phone because if they can't do what they've been doing with the previous phone and 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 you're just asking them to buy the phone for the camera, that's a huge sacrifice that even I am not going to be willing to do, no matter how good the camera is. Let, I, let me phrase my this life in a is different phone, way. Right? Let me phrase this in a different way. All flagships have really good cameras. Hypothetically, let's What's say the P40 has, say, something that's 10 to 15% better than anything else on the market. Price the same. Would you still go for the Huawei over everything else, knowing the compromises that you have to make? But that's the thing. I would not because of the fact that I wouldn't recommend it. I would try it out by if I had to get something for myself because I want to see what the big deal is. But would I recommend it to somebody knowing that there's no Google services or the Play Store? Probably would not because then again, you'll have to again live with the whole sideload situation and you know the kind of security vulnerabilities that are there with that. Yeah, in that case, just get a P30 Pro, man. Yeah. And yeah, the P30 Pro is still plenty good for 2020. And it's probably cheap. Like, the price has quite, dropped quite a bit now. Yeah, yeah I think that's... that's you, you guys make a very good point. It's something that a lot of people don't realize. Just because a phone is one year older doesn't mean that its camera has gotten any worse. Yeah. Like, these are still really good camera phones. Uh, those improvements that you see are incremental when you compare them to a previous generation phone, sure, if you're coming from something that's three or four years old, you'll see a huge jump forward. But year on year, it, it is still an incremental improvement. And yeah. you can totally go with a previous generation device. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing a one year review of the P30 and it holds up just fine next to the S20. Like no problem with it whatsoever. Sweet. So yeah, we'll look forward to that. Um, oh, we'll talk about the Exynos for a minute or two oh yeah of course no so you've that. got your piece out i've got something coming out this week uh the s20 plus there's an exynos version there's a snapdragon version india can't get the snapdragon version the us Only gets can't it. get the exynos version yeah. uh which one is good which one is better where does so, it lack harish well the only thing the only area where the exynos has been better is that the Exynos variant usually has the dual SIM, but in every other way in previous years, it was severely underpowered and had worse battery life. But this year, the Exynos version is actually really nice. Um, I'm using the Exynos 990 regular S20 and it is able to keep up with what Qualcomm has to offer in the uh, Snapdragon 865. In most scenarios, it's actually on par with the 865 and that's actually a pretty big deal for Samsung to get there. Because in the last two, three years, mm-hmm. they have been nowhere in terms of performance with Qualcomm. Uh, but where does it lack? Uh, battery life is still not as good. Now, this is going to be very subjective because I use the S9 and the S10. And the battery life here is better than those two variants. But overall, when you look at it against the Qualcomm version of the S20, it's still not quite as good. You're not going to see the same battery life on the Exynos. But it's not as big a trade-off as previous years. So that's always good. Okay. So 
Indian customers aren't necessarily missing out on much this time around. No, not as much this time around. Yeah, remains to be seen how how will it copes up like a couple of months down the line. That's another issue that a lot of Exynos uh, Samsung users have uh, brought up in the past that you know the phone starts slowing down a bit. It isn't as smooth and slick as it was at launch, and that's mostly with the Exynos version. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, cool. So. I think uh, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Um, anything else you guys want to add? Drink a lot of alcohol while you're working from home. And no, drink a lot of water to hydrate after that. <laughs> vodka looks right, the guys. same as water. Who's going to know? That is true. All right, guys. On that note, uh, stay safe. Uh, it's Sunday evening somewhere in the world. Grab a drink, uh, relax, and... Uh, Focus and work from home and get your shit done. This was the fifth episode of the Untitled Gadget Podcast with Dhruv, Akshay and Harish. Thanks for tuning in. Please do share our podcast. Uh, that would be nice. <laughs> we'll get some sponsorships. We'll do some giveaways if we can get some sponsorship. And if we can't, then... We'll give away we'll, we'll still be here. gaming gear and... We'll, we'll still be here. So, <laughs> you get to... Uh, Listen to us every weekend. Uh, so yeah, thank you and stay safe. All right. Ciao.